the purpose of applied research is to offer opportunities for the world to have access to the new knowledge that has been created. So yes, in some instances, we say a peer-reviewed article is superbly divine. In other areas, why not a podcast? And then if you have a peer-reviewed article that goes along with the uh, research, then link it, provide opportunities for uh, the constituents to gain the information from a podcast or uh, the peer-reviewed article. So it's really a, a change to the applied research world. Welcome to the LAR Ed Tech Our Teaching Practice podcast, where we explore the experiences of Okanagan College instructors associated with their day-to-day -day teaching practice. Today, I'm joined by the Director of Learning and Applied Research, Dr. Beverly Dietz, and I'm very excited to speak to Beverly today because she has some interesting perspectives on how we can share in our scholarly work. So first of all, welcome, Beverly. Thank you, Carl. It is a pleasure to be here, and I am so looking forward to this conversation. Oh, that's great. Well, that makes two of us then. So Beverly, in your capacity as Director of Learning Applied Research, you are involved in many different projects. One of the projects, and I know this is definitely one of your passions, is outdoor pedagogy and early childhood education. And on the LAR website, there are some fascinating blogs and podcasts concerning a Lawson Foundation-supported project. I'm wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about this project and how these blogs, and in particular, the podcast came to be. It is a truly exciting project, and we are so fortunate that the Lawson Foundation has provided Okanagan College with funding. We are working with the New Brunswick Community College, Saskatchewan Polytechnic, and Bull Valley College in Alberta, uh, with faculty from their early childhood education programs to gain further information on outdoor pedagogy. What it, does it mean from an evidence-based process? And what we have been doing with this uh, project is through a community of practice, examining the current peer-reviewed research that is normally uh, coming from a journal. We're looking at it, we're saying, what does this mean? Uh, what does a peer-reviewed journal mean? Why are we using peer-reviewed journals as our source for evidence-based uh, knowledge building and, and dissemination? When we look at it and uh, examine new ways of knowing and doing, we understand that there are many individuals that are learners through auditory opportunities. Uh, so when we think about a podcast, we say, why aren't we sharing the results of research so that it can be um, actualized by a number of individuals and conducive to their learning, their, their learning styles, or on um, how they like to um, actually examine research and then uh, determine what they do with the research. Uh, so doing a podcast based on research is fairly new. And uh, it's, a, it's a situation where researchers that have been so driven by, I have to have that peer-reviewed journal, uh, some may be struggling with it. Whereas I look at it and say, 
what is better? The purpose of applied research is to offer opportunities for the world to have access to the new knowledge that has been created. So yes, in some instances, we say a peer-reviewed article is superbly divine. In other areas, why not a podcast? And then if you have a peer-reviewed article that goes along with the uh, research, then link it, provide opportunities for uh, the constituents to gain the information from a podcast or uh, the peer-reviewed article. So it's really a, a change to the applied research world. Oh, that, that is such a wonderful and concise description of what you're doing here and the purpose of doing it. It's not that we're trying to replace the peer-reviewed written types of articles, but we're trying to provide greater accessibility of these research findings to a broader audience and make it available in ways that they can engage with, a complementary sort of method. I'm, I'm a little bit curious about how it all came to be. What were some of the logistics in getting these podcasts produced? And so part of the challenge was that faculty in this project had never embraced a podcast. So, so they had never listened to one. You know, they, they didn't know what, a, I suppose they knew what a podcast was, but they had not engaged in it as a strategy to gain new information. So that was the first piece. You know, we, we had to discuss what is a podcast? Why do we uh, embark on podcasts? And then what is the strategy? So we had to bring the uh, person that was going to lead the podcast, much like you're doing today, uh, so that they had that safety net and uh, understanding that a podcast from an applied research perspective is an interview. It, it truly is an interview. It's a, it's a conversation. And those that are uh, engaged in the podcast, they know their stuff. They know uh, all of the, the research and, and their findings. And it's just to, to retell the story. So it's much like a, a storytelling process. Uh, so once they were able to say, okay, I think I can do this. I, I understand the process. Then they were able to look at the subject matter from the research that they had been engaged in and tell their story. And that really is what it is. Uh, it's telling their story. Why are they passionate about this? Why are they researching this? What have they found? And why do they want to disseminate this information for others to engage in? Um, the other key piece as we think about these podcasts and we want to be able to share our research with students, students will listen to 10, 15 minutes of a podcast much easier than sifting through some of the peer-reviewed journal articles because it's foreign to them. They haven't had the same opportunity to understand and to work with a peer-reviewed article as they would from having an opportunity to listen to their faculty member tell the story. Uh, so, you know, from a college perspective and aligning opportunities for students to have access to uh, new knowledge dissemination. This is the perfect way to do it. 
I also heard you say a number of times storytelling. And a journal article can be a story, but it's a little hard sometimes to extract that story. But in an interview where you hear the voice intonation, you hear the excitement, you hear the passion of the interviewee, and you also get this, this flow in a sense of how things came to be. And if I may say, it seems to also speak to our indigenous ways of knowing. And, and so I think there's something very much at the core of our, our human essence that likes to hear a good story. I also like how you brought in the students. And in some ways, it's a portal for them to perhaps learn to dig deeper when they do need to learn to dig deeper in those peer-reviewed type of articles. But it's an access point. All these great reasons for actually engaging in scholarly podcast sort of activities. I guess a, a follow-up question, how have these podcasts been received? Have you heard from some of the folks that are using them? Or how about actually the participants themselves? How did it feel for them to tell their story? Uh, so let me answer that question first. How did it feel for the for the researchers. It was amazing for them, particularly once they had an opportunity to hear their podcast. And so they came back to, to us in our community of practice to say, I never ever thought that I would be so passionate about my research. I didn't think I could do it. And you know, it sounds all right. My mother listened to it and she couldn't believe it was her daughter or their colleagues have listened to it and said, you know, how amazing this is. So, you know, that, that piece has been so exciting for the researchers. The other piece that uh, has been fascinating for the researchers is that their students are listening to the podcast and coming back to them to say, in the podcast, you said this. Can you explain this further to us? Uh, so it's become a, a great opportunity for their students to dissect what their faculty member is saying uh, from a, a research perspective. Then when we look at our colleagues and, you know, appreciate that this is a national research project, um, we identify to uh, many colleagues across Canada, if you want to hear about our project, go listen to the podcast. And it is interesting, I just got off of a, a meeting with another college and said, go listen to the podcast. And they said, you have podcasts on research? That's something we really want to do. So, you know, we're pushing the envelope from uh, that social innovation research folder. We also um, identify to many of our colleagues at other colleges within government, uh, program advisory committees that we have both for our loss and foundation project and other loss and foundation projects that we work with. Listen to our podcast. This will tell you what we are doing. We also then have had folks that have listened to the podcast say, can we be part of your community of practice because you have intrigued us 
or we want you to come and speak to our class, to our college, to our colleagues, to our community. And that's, you know, that's what happens with a peer reviewed uh, journal. Someone will read your uh, journal article and then want to connect and have further dialogue. Well, we're seeing with the podcast that we are getting a broader um, perspective on people reaching back to us. Uh, and it, it may be because of the storytelling. It may be because uh, it's, as you said earlier, Carl, it's not as though you're sitting there to say, okay, so here's the lit review. This is what informed the particular research question. Here's the methodology. Oh, here's the discussion and here are the findings. It's it's a package. It's a story told within that package. And, you know, when you listen to the podcast, all of those key elements are there. But it is the framework of the storytelling uh, that captures individuals to want to listen to the podcast. That is a great example also, though, of how the podcast is reaching that broader audience. And it seems that that's really part of the power of the podcast to be able to get into the intimacy of our brains, but it's such a distance, a physical distance, but there, there's this paradoxical intimacy that brings us in. I'd like to ask a question about the, again, this idea of when a person engages in that listening to a podcast, it is not so multimodal in a sense. And, and so often we're told in learning, we want to tap into as many different sensory uh, stimuli for our students. But there seems to be something about the quality of careful listening to another human voice and how information is transmitted that way that can be really powerful and effective. Can, can you speak to that at all? You're right. And I think it is part of, of the foundation of a, of a good story. You remember the story. Uh, so I think about Stuart McLean, my icon of, of CBC. I can tell you probably every story he has ever told. If you give me the title, I can say, yes, this is what this one was about. Why? Because it was his passion. It was his ability to be a storyteller. Much like when you listen to the podcast that our researchers have done, if you're interested in outdoor pedagogy, there are going to be aspects of those stories that you are, it, it's just going to be part of you. Because when you're listening to uh, applied research from a podcast perspective, you're doing so because you have an interest, you have that sense of curiosity, and you're, you're dissecting that podcast to say, this is the information I need to move my practice forward. Uh, and, and that's part of it. Why It's much like, why are you picking up a peer-reviewed journal? There's something that you're looking for. Well, it's the same with a podcast. However, when you're listening to a podcast, you're, you're really having your brain think. And she's saying that, what or he, uh, what, what's the next part of this? Uh, and that's why I really like to have a podcast and then opportunities uh, if there are articles to connect, because I think that that broadens that um, multi 
opportunity for, for learning to occur. And we do see that if we look, some are listening to the podcast and then they're going to the blogs or alternatively, they're reading a blog and they're intrigued by that because that's just a snippet of the start of, of a story. And then they're going to the, the podcast. So maybe, you know, if we were to look at this from uh, best practice or uh, we'll, we'll use the, the term best practice, maybe it is having the writing and the auditory. Uh, maybe that is the ideal of being able to disseminate new knowledge. I'm, I'm hearing then that, yes, there is this careful listening, trying to pull out the things that you need to hear about to understand better, but perhaps to support that, also having to show notes, the um, summary notes, or even a full transcript of the podcast would also be of benefit. There, but there's something beyond just being able to read the words, actually being able to hear, hear the intonation, hear the excitement, uh, hear how the person is sharing their story. That is also valuable beyond the written word. Um, th this has been really fascinating. I'm wondering if there's any last pieces of advice, wisdom, any anything else that you'd like to say about the podcast project here or podcasts in general? Well, I think when we look at podcasts and we look at our busy lives, and particularly on outdoor pedagogy, because we're always identifying, we need to get outside, we need to connect with nature. When you are listening to a podcast on outdoor pedagogy outdoors while you're walking, it's so, so informative. Uh, and it, it allows me to say, okay, I have, I'm, I'm going to walk for an hour. I can be walking and I can be engaging in acquiring new knowledge. And, and that's another uh, benefit of podcasts. Whereas if I say, I need to take this hour to walk, if I take this hour to walk, I'm not going to be able to review this peer reviewed article that I so desperately want to do. Uh, so for me, again, I, I really appreciate me being able to combine uh, both my, my walking that I need to um, embrace this work and to listen to a podcast, they fit together. They, they, you know, I can be listening and then I can see an incredible bird fly across and I can make those connections or I see a child playing in a puddle. I can make those connections. So sometimes uh, within the environment from an outdoor pedagogy perspective, it really helps to further solidify uh, the research and make it uh, real. Oh, I really appreciate those insights. Some of the literature about why we should make podcasts talk about the time efficiency, that we can be doing other things while we're listening to the podcast. And you have mentioned that, but you go a little bit further. If we're doing other things related to what the podcast is talking about, well, then it becomes an even richer experience. All in all, for me, this has been a very rich experience to hear your perspectives on podcasts. And it seems you reinforce all the things that I've been recently reading about, about why we should be making scholarly podcasts. So I thank you so much for your time today, Beverly. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to participate in this podcast.